Welcome to the Bearing Fruit Podcast, where we will be discussing the simplicity of Christianity. This is a production of Simply Free Church in Lanark, Illinois. Now here's your host, Pastor Glenn Scott. Good morning. We're always asking for more. We want the good stuff, right? Uh, a lot of your prayers are, are selfish. I think we've talked about this before. We're always asking for more. And God says that he'll get us what we need. And there's this huge difference between need and greed. But we always are asking for more. We want better. We want better for our children. We want better for our grandchildren. More, more, more. And I'm no different than you guys. I stand up here and I want more lights and I want more video equipment and, and I want more people and I, I just, everything is more. And I don't think that a lot of you are any different than me. We do this. We, we aren't content with what we have, so we ask for more. And you know what? God wants to give you more. He wants you to have all the good stuff that you, that you desire. But you have to do it His way. And that's where we fail. Some of the things that God asked people to do, especially in the Old Testament, seemed foolish to man. But God's foolishness is greater than the wisdom of man. And when they didn't obey Him, of course, there was consequences. And, and we're no different today. We read through the Bible. It, it's a complete manual for life. And some of the things it says to do, we think is foolish. In fact, we, we are being, we're, we're raising the next generation with things that are foolish. Put up uh, Psalm 37.4. Take delight in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. He wants you to have what you want. He wants to give you what you want. Of course, as long as they fall within the guidelines of being biblical and, and you know, hate what is evil and, and go for what's good, he wants you to have more. And these things that you're asking for, and you, you say, I, I need more. If you're a business owner, you might want more work. If you're an employee, you want more hours. You want more money. You want more space in your house. Uh, we, we want more time with our children and our family. We want more time with our friends. More. Everything's more. We want more years. We just keep wanting more. More, more, more. And it says right there, God wants us to have more. The desires of our heart, He will give us. If you do it His way. And that's what we don't do. We want more, and we don't want to do more. We want to do just exactly the way we're doing, and we're complaining because God is not answering our prayers in the way that I prayed, and the Word says that He will. He will give me the desires of my heart, but He's not, probably because you're not doing more. I, I use the analogy of parents oftentimes. If your child just keeps coming to you and asking you for more, and you ask them to do something, and they don't do it, when are you going to cut them off? When are you going to give them a lesson? When are you going to give them some discipline? 
When are you going to let them feel the heat a little bit? You just keep pulling them back from the fire. Don't touch the fire. It's hot, right? Don't touch the fire. It's hot. Pretty soon you say, let them get a little closer. Well, somebody's going to think that's just terrible, aren't they? Dude, don't, don't send me an email, okay? Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm not saying let your kid jump in the fire. You let them feel the heat a little bit. What makes you think God's any different? We're asking for more, 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 more. And we don't do more. If you're in, uh, an employee and you want more money, your boss is going to expect more work. Yeah? How many times are you going to be able to ask that without doing more? A lot of employers here. Farmers. We're, we live in a farming community. You ask for more rain. More rain. And then this guy over here is asking for more sunshine. And these people are going to have a party. They're there. More sunshine. This guy wants more rain. Right? More. Goes back and forth. God wants to give you more. But he also wants more from you. And we don't do it. We want to live our life just the way... You know, I would love to lose weight and still eat what I eat. Wouldn't we all like to do that? I love cheesecake. I would eat that every meal for the rest of my life. Of course, my life would probably end in a couple weeks. But then you could pray for me to have more years. But I'm still eating the cheesecake. Right. Put the stuff on top of the cheesecake. More. But then we pray for more time. And he says, don't be a glutton. I'm not doing too well with that, but let's, let's go with that today. More, more, everything's more. And then he says, I want more. And you say, hey, wait a minute, this is not what I signed up for. You're supposed to give me more and I can just keep on doing exactly what I'm doing. And you're going to answer my prayers. And then when you don't answer my prayers, I'm going to tell everybody how your God is just foolish. It says he'll answer my prayers and he doesn't. How can you believe this stuff? Why would you even go to church on Sunday? Because he won't answer the prayers. It's because they're not doing what it says. They're not giving him anything. They're not giving him any credit. In Ephesians, it says that he'll do exceedingly, abundantly, more than we can ask. There's more again. And then it says, may he be glorified in his church and through Jesus Christ. You want more? Are you glorifying the church? That goes back and forth. He will do exceedingly abundantly more than you can imagine, ask, or even think. But you can't keep doing exactly what you're doing. I want to tell you an Old Testament story about um, the Israelites. God promised Abraham uh, the promised land, land of milk and honey. And, of course, that symbolizes how great it was. If you, if you know the culture, you'll understand the milk and honey. Thing. And uh, told them how to go about getting it, and they didn't do it. They were scared. They didn't really believe. They weren't obedient to him. And they wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. Now, you see, they were asking for more. And God promised them more. But they wouldn't do what he said. And they get finally to the point where they're, after 40 years, uh, Moses was actually disobedient, and God said, I'll, I'll never let you step foot in the promised land. 
and he dies. So um, Joshua leads the people across the Jordan River into the Promised Land. And this is going to be a problem. They sent out spies. They knew that the people were huge. They're big people, and they're heavily armed, and they were scared. But they wanted the land. They wanted more. And God wanted them to have it. He gave it to them, and they wouldn't take it. They finally get across the Jordan River, and they come to the city of Jericho. And Jericho has an 11-foot wall around it, and I'm, I'm pretty sure it says it was 14 feet thick. And it had it closed up tight because they knew the Israelites were coming. And they knew that the Israelites were going to try to take over their city. God had promised it to them. And they were doing what he said. They get across the river. They get ready to go to Jericho. They send in two spies. I don't need to tell you all about what happened. That's for another day. They come back and they say, we can do this. Um, how are we going to do it? What are we going to do? And the commander of the Lord, it says, shows up. And Joshua says, are you for us or are you for the enemy? And he tells them that he's there from the Lord. That would mean for them, right? And what he tells them to do in our eyes would be foolish. He tells them for six days to walk around the city of Jericho, blowing a horn. They had seven priests with horns, and before them were armed people, and behind them were armed people. Behind the seven priests, were uh, they were carrying the Ark of the Covenant, and they were supposed to walk around the city walls once in silence. Just blow the horns. And he wanted them to do that for six days. And on the seventh day, he tells them to walk around it seven times, blow the horn for a long period of time, and everybody shout. Now, if your neighbor told you to do this and you could get what you wanted, you would say, that's just stupid. These were 11-foot high walls, 14-foot deep, and he tells them when they shout, the walls will fall down and they can charge in and take the city. Would you try it? Some of you might. But you see, this would be the foolishness of God is greater than the wisdom of men. So Joshua gets them together. He tells them all what the, what the commander of the Lord had said. And we're going to do this. And there was, I think, the 40,000 people crossed the river the first, the first wave. So we're talking a lot of people here. The city of Jericho knew they were out there, knew what they were going to try to do, and was ready for them. And they had instructions on how to take over the city. And they were scared. This doesn't sound right. Um, what do you mean the walls are going to fall down if we shout? Would this not seem foolish to you? Would you, would you do it? Also, I want you to think about the size of Jericho. This was no little village. But sure enough, when they got around it the seventh time, the priests sound the horns for a longer period of time, and Joshua gave them the command to shout. And the walls came down. They went in and took over the city that God had promised them. They wanted more. He wanted them to have more. But he said, I want you to do it my way. And they did. 
and they got exactly what he said they would. This is where we run into a problem. This is the way we can have what we desire. Right here. God's way. And a lot of us think it's foolish. It's full of old stuff that's not relevant today. We, we say it's myths and, oh, some of it's figurative and some of it's literal. And, and I'm going to call this figurative and you can call it literal, but I don't think that it is. This is even Christians debate this kind of stuff. But it says right here how to get the things that we want. Because he wants us to have nice things. The desires of our heart. Let's, let's talk about what, what our Jericho is. Now, let's, let's say our Jericho uh, is something that uh, we want, and God wants us to have it. And we're a little nervous about going about it the way that this Holy Bible tells us to do it. So we haven't done it. As a matter of fact, what we desire and what God wants us to have has got huge walls around it. Something is stopping you from taking what you want and what God wants you to have, so you don't do it. So what's your Jericho? Everybody's got some. I got a bunch. It could be, it could be a better relationship. It could be a relationship. It could be forgiveness. I mean, I'm talking about godly things now here. What's your Jericho? What is it that you desire that's godly and it's right? And God wants you to have it, but you're not taking it. You've thought about it, and you've tried a little bit, but you see, it wasn't according to this. It was according to what the world's teaching you. And you got scared. And the walls that are around your Jericho that are stopping you, is this from the enemy maybe? Telling you you're not good enough for this? Or is it the world telling you, you can't have this? There's walls around things that we desire and God wants us to have, and we won't do what it says. If you did, the walls would come down and you could charge in and take it. And we don't do it. In our family, in our lives, in our employment, we don't take what God promises us. And why is that? Well, you got a little fear in you. You know, you don't want to do it the way this book tells you to do it. Because why? Because that's the wall. You won't, you won't do it this way. The wall is right in front of you. He tells you how to get rid of the wall in just about every situation you're thinking in your head right now. But you won't do it. Because it's not the way of the world. Inside Jericho, behind these walls, they were wealthy. And God tells them, you do this, the walls come down, you charge in, I will turn them over to you, you will defeat them. However, in their, in their wealth, you give it to me. It says to actually put it in the treasury. That means give it to God. You see, you store up things in heaven rather than things on earth. So they wanted it. He wanted them to have it. There was a wall that was stopping them from doing it. They were scared. But according to God's way, the wall came falling down. They charged in and took and got exactly what they wanted. But the deal was you give the best to God. 
there was gold, there was silver. I think it says there's iron ore. This is in uh, Joshua chapter 6. You can read all about this. He told them to give him the best, to put it in the treasury for the Lord. Now, this is not a message about giving to the church. I think you all know where I stand on that topic. It's about giving your best. So you got something you want. God wants you to have it. There's a wall up. If you do it God's way, the wall will come down. You'll take it for whatever purpose you want, but you give the best back to God. This can be some time. God wants more. This can be time spent with God in in prayer. This can be a ministry you can get involved in. This can be the church you can get involved in. This can be all kinds of different things. You give your best to God. And that's exactly what the story is about. God gave them what they wanted. And God said, the desires of your heart I will give you. But when you get there, you give me the best. Do you want to give him your best if he gives it to you? We have a problem with that. We, we, we would get inside the, the walls of Jericho and we would take over the city and of course we'd take the gold and the silver and we'd buy all the stuff that our heart desires, you see. When he says, give me your best, are you giving your best to God? Are you going after what he promised you? Are you going after what your heart desires? And when you get it, are you giving the best to God? That would be your best. Do your best. Give your best. Serve your best. Give him the first fruits. We don't do very good at that. When we do get what our heart desires, and God is waiting for us to give him the best back, we fail. Now we have whatever we desired, and we won't give him nothing. Oh, sure, we'll show up on Sunday morning for an hour at church and listen to the bearded guy. That's not your best. That is not even close. Every gift that you have is meant to be used for Christianity. Now, it doesn't mean that you can't get rich using talents, but you give him the best. He gave it to you. If you're a full-on believer, you understand that everything is the Lord's. Everything on the face of the earth and above the earth and below the earth is God's. Are you giving him your best of what he gave you? We don't do very good. And like I said, this is not a money issue. This is about a heart issue. Are you doing the best that you can in a relationship that maybe he gave to you? Are you doing the best that you can with a business that maybe he gave you? Are you doing the best that you can with co-workers? How about your spouse? Your spouse could very well be your Jericho that you wanted so bad, and he wanted you to have it. It was a little wall there. You know, that first kiss is kind of tough, right? You remember that? Was that a couple weeks ago? That's the wall. He knocks down the wall for you. You do it his way. You see, be good to the lady. I'm talking to the guys now. We'll turn this into a men's group. You be good to the lady. You get the lady that you desired. And then you do everything your buddies want you to do. And not what she wants you to do. <laughs> then it won't be too long. 
and you'll be back looking for a lady again, and there'll be another wall. We're going to start this process all over again because you did not give the best out of what God gave you. This is what happens to us. Here's what I want to do. I want to challenge you guys. I don't do this very often. Some of you probably won't come back for this. Right? <laughs> now you're scared. Okay, so on the first day, they walked around Jericho one time and they kept their mouths shut. Second day, same, third, fourth, fifth, sixth. On the seventh day, they walked around seven times, blew the horn and the walls came down. The rest of today, I want you to think about what your Jericho is. What is it that God has for you and you actually want it, but you're having a hard time getting it? Basically, because you won't do what this says. Maybe you're a little fearful. Maybe you're a little embarrassed to maybe do something. There's a wall that is stopping you from having it. You think about what your Jericho is this week and what the wall is. I mean, I'm sorry, about this day. You think about what your Jericho is, what your wall is, and starting tomorrow, now figuratively, I don't, I guess if you want to go out and walk around something, you can. I want you to mentally think about walking around this. Thank the Lord for what you have. Tell Him you're sorry for what you've done. And then imagine in your head that you are walking around this thing that we're going to call your Jericho. Do it every day this week. When we come back in here, next Sunday will be the seventh day. Now, I'm not going to make you all get up and walk around here seven times, but we're going to talk about it. And we're going to shout. See if your walls come down. That's how we roll. God promises all these things in the Bible. But he says, do it my way. Right here. And there's right ways to do things and there's wrong ways to do things. This is the right way to do it. Out there... They're telling you the wrong way to do it. We have an enemy that's the wall. Maybe it's your own self-esteem. Maybe, maybe it's your own lack of confidence. Maybe it's your lack of belief that you don't really think the walls will come down. Would this not be foolish if you heard this today? I want you to go out and walk around something every day one time. And on the last day, on the seventh day, I want you to walk around seven times. Shout, and the walls will come down. Not a person in here would probably do that. They did. And they got victory. And they got riches. And they went on and on and on. He delivered their enemies to them. One at a time. They started in Jericho. They were so scared to try this that they camped out in the plains of Jericho for quite a long time before they even tried it. But they finally did. Maybe I'll even get us all a little horn, a little plastic, you know, but we can blow the horn and we can shout. Abby, Abby has a song, I think, probably about shouting, don't you, Abby? Here's what, here, here's what the deal is. Do you actually believe that the Lord take down your walls. I don't know if you do. If you come back next week and, uh, you know, I'm not going to put on some sort of a show or something, but when Joshua commanded them to shout, and they all shouted, the walls came down. 
I got a lot of walls. I got a lot of Jerichos. And I ask for more. A lot. And I think a lot of you do too. And when you're not getting them, it might be because the wall is awful tall and awful thick. And we don't always do it according to his word. 1 Corinthians uh, 125. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. If you think that this book is foolish, your wall is going to be up forever. If you believe what's in this book, and you will follow this way of conduct of our God, your walls don't stand a chance. Your enemy will be delivered to you. They will be put under your feet, and you can take what's rightfully yours, what's been promised to you, what you desire, and what God wants you to have. But if you think it's foolish, the walls aren't coming down. When we knock the walls down, what are you going to give to God? Because in this Jericho that you're trying to get into, he wants the best of it. You want to heal some relationships, you want to get into a relationship, and you get into this thing, the walls come down, everything's good, you give him the best. You pray with your spouse, partner, whatever you guys call it. You spend some time with him. This is giving him the best of your relationship. You want more? Do more. Ask for more, but do more. It's what it says to do. Want more? So does God. Want more? Do what he says. Want more? Give him more. He can bring down walls. What's your Jericho? What's your wall? And do you actually believe that he can bring down the wall? This is often a problem. Our faith isn't quite as strong as we think that it is. Matthew 6, 33. Everybody knows this. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Seek him first, and he'll give it to you. And then you give him the best of it.